0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to 22 Mysteries Podcast Edition. This is a podcast where we're talking about the effects of music, specifically hip-hop music, on the world. How activism and the part of the culture, the four elements of hip-hop, can be taken around the world to make this world a better place, to fight the oppression, to fight all of the issues that, that so many people are facing, And we're going to talk about how I personally am getting involved in that activism. And that is what today's episode is going to be all about. Roll that intro. s s -s sicker than your average, average. This is the 22 Mysteries Podcast with your host, Sean Hamilton. I might just persuade you to love hip-hop just a little bit more. I just believe that it is the voice of the people, man. The effects of music, specifically hip-hop music. How activism can be a part of the culture. Four elements of hip-hop can be taken around the world to make this world a better place. All right, welcome back, welcome back. So, thank you for participating and listening to the second episode in this podcast. I really appreciate you guys coming and paying attention. Joining me on this journey as I talk about how hip-hop has not only changed my life since I was a little kid, but now as an adult. I'm actually being able to turn around and use hip-hop to affect the lives of kids that are coming up. Now, that's what this episode is all about. That's what we're going to get into in the next segment. But first, I just wanted to start this episode by talking about something we had discussed in the last episode, which was this documentary that I'm putting together as well as the program that the documentary is really about. You see, when I was starting to try to get some legs underneath me with this music thing, I was just focused on making music like everybody does, right? We just kind of have this passion. We have this energy inside of us that needs to get out. We connect with music. We have this just calling that's like we can't do anything else. It just feels like our life is empty if we're not pursuing art in some way. I know tons of artists and I know that they all feel the same way. Right, if they don't have the paintbrush in their hand or the pen in their hand, or they don't got, you know, the music and they're not producing something, if they're not playing, you know, whatever instrument that they feel inspired to play at that time, it just feels like we're empty, we're hollow. We're not pursuing what it is that we're here to do, and I am no different. There was a time in my life where I was feeling the the stress and the strain of mental illness. I was getting out of the military and the military was a a pretty stressful environment for sure. Submarine life was a pretty stressful environment. I loved every minute of it. Don't get me wrong, but it left me with a lot of stress. And that stress had culminated when I got out into this kind of longing for purpose. Because I had spent my 20s growing up in the military, growing up in the Navy, being a nuclear operator on a submarine. I was always sure about what I was doing. I was always sure about how my day was going to be spent for the most part, you know, like not the specifics, because I mean, you know, things do change. But I, I always knew what I needed to wake up and wear. I knew how I needed to, you know, shave my face and get food and how like the routine was set. You know, every day it was just set. I knew where I needed to be. For the most part, I knew how long I was going to be there, which was for freaking ever. Right. You always knew it was just your life was absorbed in that stuff. And so it was like I didn't have any creativity. And there was this calling that just started happening somewhere. I don't know, probably in like the second or third year of my service where there was just this calling that I just needed to be creative like I had been, you know, cuz I spent my childhood and like, you know, my late teens and my college years kind of just creating. It was just always about making music. And when I got into the military, there just wasn't time for it, and it was just like I felt that that emptiness, that hollowness that was like it was calling me. I wasn't pursuing what it was I was supposed to be doing. I was just doing what I needed to be doing because I had volunteered. You know, this was a decision I made and it had it had a set of responsibilities that I had to meet. And so I loved every bit of it. I'm not sitting here complaining about my time in service because my time as a submarine, you know, uh, a submariner was something that I look back at with extreme pride, you know, Earning your uh, what's called dolphins, which is basically your qualification to be a member of a submarine crew is something that anybody that's been there, it will that you take it to the grave that it is one of the highest achievements that you've had. And I, I do and I respect everybody that's on board one and that that lives that life. But when I got out, one of the things that I struggled with was this kind of going from having your routine totally taken care of to having nothing. Right. To like having your day wide open. And as much as I like value that freedom, as much as I like cherish that freedom, when you go from one extreme to the other, it was just a big change in my life that I was not prepared for. And I think that we as human beings, when we go through change, we go through it, it causes a lot of stress. Right now, I opened it up by saying that I was dealing with some mental illness because I felt like addressing that aspect of it right? That aspect of that time in my life was one of extreme stress. I went from being able to handle and take care of myself financially to not having a job. I wasn't getting paid on the 1st and 15th. I had to move back into my parents' house because I didn't have a place to live. I was no longer getting that basic allowance for housing. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't want to go work in a nuclear power plant off in the middle of nowhere and do Homer Simpson's job it just wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. I had been doing it for the last six years of my life, and I didn't want to do that anymore. So I had to make a change. But that change is scary. That change is stressful. And so it wasn't that I was just sitting around wallowing in, you know, in the place that I was at. It was just that I was having to face reality. And sometimes that is extremely stressful. And I I call that mental illness. And I call that time in my life, the challenge of trying to overcome that stress because it was causing anxiety, it was causing depression, it was causing me to not know what my purpose was and this kind of spiral feeling where you're just kind of stuck bouncing around from job to job trying to figure it out. And when I landed back with music, because it's always been my therapy and creativity, The first song that i really reached back to was the one that like really affected me and it was such a personal song because it was written about somebody that i i really love and respect and admire and so when i put that together when i was able to go into the studio and record that it created something in my life it created this momentum It took this potential energy that I had like kind of balled up inside that had been stored for so long because I had not been using it. I hadn't been using my creativity over the last like almost, you know, six, seven years. I hadn't been using it. And so when I started to use it, it was like there was this massive amount of potential. And what I felt was this like this block right before that you like start using it, right? There's all this just inertia. And I'm sorry I use all these scientific terms. I got the, you know, I got the nuclear engineering behind me. So if I start getting all nerdy on you and just know that that's where it's coming from. The idea is though, is that I had this potential energy and I was trying to make it kinetic because when I make it kinetic and I start moving and there's action being taken, all of a sudden you start building this momentum. Well, that's what that first song was for me, and that's what that first song has created in my life because that first song has turned into a program where I go into schools and I talk to kids about some serious issues that's facing our world, that's facing our culture, it's facing, you know, it's facing all different types of communities. This is not an issue that is just isolated in one particular community. This is worldwide. No matter what religion, creed, sexuality, sexual violence is something that is out there, And, you know, culturally, we're actually becoming more aware of it. And the conversation is kind of opening up, but not enough, you know what I mean? And it, and it never will be because it's an issue that is, I mean, it's thousands and thousands of years old and it's, it's very deep into the cultural traditions and how we communicate between the sexes is something that is just extremely deep within us. And so the manifestation of that is something that creates a lot of uh trauma for a lot of people, and that song that i'm gonna this song that i'm gonna share with you just now in a second is is that song that was inspired by the pain that someone close to me had to go through, and then when I share it with students and I share it with classes of people, they turn around and they 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 reciprocate that vulnerability that I shared with this song. And so that's what I want this episode to be about is just so that you guys can get an understanding of what this program is and what this documentary is going to become and hopefully just kind of inspire and maybe just model what music can actually do when we think about it outside the context of just being an entertainer, just putting together music videos and that kind of a thing. But like when we put it together in a bigger concept to really make a difference and that's what I'm hoping to do. And so I'm gonna share with you that song right now. We'll come on back and we'll uh, we'll talk about it some more. All right. Somewhere in this life
1: I know I can find my way out of here and stop being a slave to fear. I'm reminded of this life that a little girl lives out of a world and then forced to live in prison not in the physical form but a mental state of mind see she couldn't go to sleep at night without tears in her eyes stripped of her innocence at an early age and forced to live with the memory of the tragedy of being raped by a friend who pretended to be an admirable man convinced her to drop a guard and then on came the avalanche trampled and stampeded over and over again I'll never believe that God could ever forgive this type of sin cause if he did I would turn my back never believe in him again because a father that touches his heart and doesn't deserve to live Amongst mortal men. Now, this girl would try to disguise her pain and hide it behind her private. The moment she would get angry, it would escape through her eyes like the moisture in the air. That slowly bursts a storm. She could only hold her pain for so long before it began to pour. Somewhere in this life. She always knew the night would come and take her away from the day's pain Straining to see some good in what was left of her life She felt she should have known what was growing in the devil's eyes Never realizing that the truth had been provided Through the music that she had produced in the time that she's been hiding Inside of herself, she was dying inside Until she decided to get help, to get well And get out of the jail cell that kept the trap and live in hell But the fact that it hurt so much to face a fail you had her running backwards infatuated with bastards I sing everything that her life that ever matter. Turn she collapsed on the floor, time would elapse through her dreams of one day being able to. Escape.
0: How did that make you feel? Reach out. Let me know what you thought about that song. Did you like it? Did you love it? Did you not like it? Did you hate it? Was that just a song that just made you feel something down inside that you don't even know how to describe it? You don't even know what it is yet. Are you going to have to listen to it again? Just to get an understanding of like what the complexities of the situation was that you may have lived through and that you want to talk about? Or is this something you just want to avoid? I mean, these are all of the the feelings that come up when we when we talk about this type of issue and when we hear this type of song. Now I know it's a dark, I know it's a dark topic. I know it's not fun to talk about, but I think in the bigger picture, what I wanted to discuss and why I wanted to share that with you was just to to model and to show you a little bit of how I'm using hip hop in my kind of world over here to create something that I can be proud of and that I can be a part of and that, you know, makes a difference. And, you know, I think that this podcast is all about the fact that we're looking at and examining how hip hop is affecting the world, the planet. And, you know, this is just my little piece. I wanted to, you know, I started off the first episode with telling you just a little bit about it, but I had to kind of explain that so that I could tell you about this other organization I found that truly inspired me about how hip hop is really making you know waves across the world and it's really impacting communities all over the place you know not just here in america but all over the place and so this is just my little piece of it right this is my piece that i'm trying to carve out right now is to be able to use my niche in hip-hop my niche in music making and producing to kind of create something a little bit bigger Right? 'cause when we talk about legacy and we talk about what we want to leave behind when we're gone, you know this is this is a part of it this is just, just a little piece of what it is I want to leave behind is that that aspect of understanding music to a to a different degree that just allows me to to take those emotions that that we play with as artists right when you look at that big emotional wheel and you have all of these different things you can you can go after right whether it's happiness or joy that kind of excitement all that type of club music that's used in hip-hop is just going after this this one particular kind of emotion right we want to have that party But there's a whole other spectrum to this wheel. There's a whole other side to it that, you know, that gets into all different types of emotion that because we're, we're all humans and we feel it all, right? Some of us try to avoid it. Some of us try and run from it. Some of us sit with it a lot. Some of us are overwhelmed by it, right? But we all feel it to some varying degree. And I think as an artist, being able to kind of investigate those emotions is, uh, it's just super, super humble really. It's just really the way that I feel about it. It's just that it's it's, it's, a, it's a humbling feeling to sit with your own emotions, to sit with the emotions of others, to make space for those feelings and to allow somebody that kind of place to to really express and talk about those things. And especially when it's something as traumatic as, you know, sexual abuse and sexual violence, you know, these people need, these people need spaces to, to be able to talk about this. They need the, they need the time and the energy and the, and you know the community to to really address what it is happening so that we can actually as a culture begin to discuss the issues and the nuances of this issue and i think that it's uh, it's super important that we come together as a community to create those spaces and that's that's my little piece over here it's just uh trying to create those spaces within the classroom to talk to these kids because what i found and you know that It's kind of coming full circle around is because when I wrote that song, Stop Being a Slave to Fear, I was fresh out of high school. And, you know, I was I was in the position that most of these kids that I'm talking to are in currently. Right. Is that you're getting out of high school. You're about to graduate. You're feeling all these feelings about like life starting. You got all this pressure and stress from maybe your parents or society or your own desires and aspirations. And you're just confused. You don't know which way to go. You have all these people kind of pulling you in all these different directions. You got, you know, society and all these desires and wants pulling you in opposite directions. And yet at the same time, you have all this past history, this baggage, this, this trauma that you may have experienced in your life, either firsthand or secondhand from somebody, you know, and love. And you're dealing with all these emotions right at this kind of pivotal moment that all your hormones are raging and everything else. And so there's just a, it's a super stressful kind of culmination of everything that's going on in their lives at that moment. And that's when I wrote that song. So when I go back and I talk to these kids that are in that same position, in that same space and time, it just kind of comes full circle. And it's, it's something that I, that I really am becoming extremely proud of being a part of. And, you know it's very humbling to go and 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 to see the bravery and courage that these kids have. So we're gonna talk about this a little bit more. We're gonna pick it apart, but I'm just gonna kind of break it up a little bit because I know that this stuff gets heavy. So I'm just gonna, I'm just going to uh, to break it up. I'm gonna let you just kind of vibe out for a minute on this uh, on this little beat that I made, just to kind of just to kind of open up the energy a little bit so we can come back and talk about it with like a, a fresh breath. So I'll see you in a second. All right. So I hope that you enjoyed that beat. I hope that that song made you just kind of release a little bit, right? That 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 guitar line that I wrote was just something that just kind of came out of me one day when I was just sitting here kind of ruminating on some of this emotion. And uh those types of beats, man, they just kind of they just kind of get to me sometimes where it's like it just allows me to kind of think about my life from a different perspective. You know, it doesn't have to be heavy. It's just kind of light. It kind of makes you feel good. It's like a little uplifting kind of thing. So I just wanted to include that in this so that we could just kind of break apart what we're talking about, you know, because this does get a little heavy. It does. And uh, we have to make room and space for a break because, you know, um, in order to kind of really digest some of these topics uh you can't really dive in too deep too fast is what i have found um you know and i've been doing this for quite some time you know it goes back to uh you know the first girlfriend that i had that i was a partner of somebody who had you know just been a victim of that sexual violence and um you know something that i learned being a partner was that it was uh it's an incredible responsibility to to be with somebody who's going through that pain because to make that kind of space for somebody is is incredibly important. It's incredibly valuable to them and it's incredibly valuable to you as a learning experience to to really understand somebody's pain. And that's that's been the the mantra of this program is to is to make that space is to really create an environment where people feel safe to to really embrace what happened to them because that is a that is that is something that is incredibly hard and you know out of all of the survivors that I have come into contact with and who have opened up and have shared their stories with me some of which are extremely close to me you know uh friends and family members and people that I've known for years through this program and through them seeing me do what I'm doing They're now beginning to open up and share their stories of, you know, people that I've known for 20 years, 25 years. And they're finally opening up to tell me about their stories and the generational stories, meaning that, like, you know, their mom had something happen to them, you know, happened to her. And then, you know, she had something happen. And now her daughter that is, you know, in her teenage years is now going through a similar situation. And it's just it's it's incredibly it's incredibly deep. It's incredibly hard to try and figure it out you know but these conversations need to be had and that's that's a huge part of what continues to push me forward through this project and and really look at music and its impact and and how we can and affect really positive change but sometimes that positive change is really hard sometimes that positive change is really dark and it's scary you know a lot of people don't want to face it a lot of people don't want to even be an advocate or an ally in this situation, they just want to you know kind of party. that's really what a lot of the world wants to do. They just want to forget about it. They think that you know just being happy all the time is the way through it and you know what I've recognized in a lot of the research and a lot of the the time that I've spent with people is that partying isn't the answer partying is a distraction away from I'm not saying that party that there isn't a place for partying. I'm just saying that if you're in the mindset that partying all the time is going to get you through your pain. I would I would advise you to think again because it really it really is helpful to turn around and face that kind of that kind of situation and to be an ally and to be a friend and to be somebody there for somebody that's going through it is huge. It's huge in their life and it can really make a huge difference. I've seen it firsthand on numerous occasions. And so that's what this program really is about. And so when we pick it apart you know, I'm so thankful for, you know, my friend allowing me into that school for the first time to really see what music could do and really getting to see what I could do, you know, and really connecting me to a sense of purpose and, you know, and not just in the space of gender violence, but in a lot of different areas and a lot of different, it got my mind kind of open and it, it, it kind of had me reevaluate my album. You know, I put this album together called church and state versus sex and it was it was really looking at how to have the conversation about just the cultural narrative that our political institutions and our religious associations and affiliations for you know hundreds if not thousands of years have kind of subverted sexuality as a whole and what that has manifested in just looking at the bigger picture of this conversation because you know in the in the kind of light of the me too movement and never again and times up and all of the movements that are coming forward to to bring light to these issues and all of these brave brave people who have like come forward to talk about their stories one of the things that i'm finding a little interesting about it is that it's all top level of our society right we're not we're we're looking at it like as a, as if it's like isolated and it's manifested itself and it's like Oh, well, this is just a bunch of adults run rampant with power and influence. And yet that that ideology would con- completely um, conflict with the evidence that, that I'm finding, which is that this issue is extremely prevalent in the homes. So, you know, from if we put this is this is what i'll say if we put all the kids that i've been in class with if we put all of their households into a suburb and a community complex right and you were just walking down the street just like you would you just like you would see like flags hanging outside random houses or just like sports teams that people have put outside right just as many of those houses that have something out in their front yard kind of expressing their own personality ex- the same amount, if not more, could have something up saying Me Too. Never again. Time's up. And these are all kids. These aren't, these aren't famous actresses. These aren't, you know, people of influence. These aren't people with, you know, tons of platform or any kind of mean or op- means or opportunity to, you know, anything like that. It's, it's, really, it's really kids and, and, and very young. You know, these stories that I've been hearing are starting extremely young. And so that's that's one of the issues that I that we're here at 22 Mysteries and what with this podcast and with the music and with the program and everything. That's what we're hoping to, you know, expose and talk about in the documentary is just that we have to come together and unify as a collective in order to really approach these issues. And I and I hope that we can do that. I hope that those that, that find this podcast and that hear it, feel its message, feel its energy and want to be a part of it and reach out, leave me messages, reach out through social media or email or any of the other ways that we can digitally communicate these days so that we can join forces and unify in these fights and on these fronts. Because, you know, there's a lot of issues to be had. There's a lot of issues to be confronted and there's a lot of energy to be kind of developed and harnessed and galvanized around these issues and what I'm what I'm hoping to do is create financial vehicles for these um, for these kind of organizations that are out there because doing the hard work on the streets is uh it really is a a tough job and they need help they need assistance and so that's what this whole movement is about is to kind of holistically look at these issues from the top to bottom and recognize that It really is on the ground level where we have to make the impact. It has to be a grassroots movement through the homes. It has to be through the kids that are growing up because science will definitely back and support the fact that, you know, those that have been abused are more likely to become abusers. And so if we don't solve the problem where the abuse is actually taking place in the first place, then we can't hope to really make an impact into the heart of this issue, and so I hope if you take nothing away from this episode, it's just that the energy is present, there are people fighting, there are people wanting to do good, and we're using music to do it and That to me is so uplifting and inspiring about the use of music and how we can do it because i've seen it i I've seen it firsthand, and I continue to see it as I go into these classrooms and see these kids that you know. I've never met before and I get 30 minutes with them and, you know, sharing vulnerability and and sharing a song with them and then opening it up so that they have the safe space to kind of mirror that vulnerability. You'd be amazed at the courage and strength that these kids have. So I hope that that inspires you. I hope that that message sits and resonates with you. I hope that it creates enough energy inside of you that the call to action to get involved is heard and that it is acting upon. So please, send me a message, let me know what you think about this episode, what you think about this issue, tell me your stories if you have them, you know, let me know if you feel like sharing your story on the podcast, on the documentary, you know, we're, we're going to have segments to, to fill here, and it's going to be, you know, it really is a fight, and I would love to have you on my side. All right. Well, I'll leave it at that. Stop preaching at you and I'll, I'll let you out with this other beat just so that we can clear the energy and come on back for episode three. All right. Thank you for listening. I love you all.